I took your advice and I watched McMillions. What was your open? All right. So my question was going to be, you know, looking back now, some new things have come to light, dude. <laughs> um, new information has come to light, man. So which do you feel more cheated by? Chicken nuggets didn't have chicken in them when we were kids? Or that the whole McMillions game was a sham? We still won things like free fries and free Happy Meals and free value meals. But we were never going to win the million. Which one are you choosing then? Are you dodging the question here or what? I have a different answer for this as a dad than I would when I was younger. I mean, it's the cold open, not the cold meat of the podcast. Well, I'm just saying, as a dad, I would feel more cheated that there was all processed shit in the chicken nuggets and knowing how that led to a whole bunch of obesity. But damn, that was good, though. It was great. And honestly, I don't think they're even that much healthier anymore. They just actually have chicken. I just don't Fried is fried is fried. I still wasn't going to win McMillions no matter what. The odds are winning. It's like playing the lottery. That's two big aspects of childhood that, you know, you found out were both shams, both from the same place that was supposed to be the center of happiness for you as a kid. I mean, if Santa worked at McDonald's, we all would have been screwed. (laughs) Hat trick right there. everyone my name is john edwards and with me is zeke baker and together we make the dad shrinking bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day how are you mr baker been some inclement weather around nashville recently so you know like a normally just say happy to be here man I'm very happy to be here, and I don't know about you. I mean, for those of you that have been hiding in a hole someplace this week, there was an EF2 and an EF3 tornado. I mean, it was a two when it yeah, was in Nashville. Is that some new category system or new system? Because I thought they were originally like categories. No, that's categories is hurricane. Uh, EF is a tornado. So there you go. it's based off the wind speed. I knew what it was yeah. relating to. I just like it's a new terminology, you know, they came up with. No, but EF2, so it was around, you know, 130 to 150. I, I got to look up what the categories are, but EF3 was 160. When it was in West Nashville, kind of through East Nashville, it was an EF2. And then by the time it hit Wilson County, it was an EF3. Huge amounts of devastation here in Nashville. And I know we're all looking for ways to help. So stay tuned. I know we have some stuff up our sleeves and. I've been on the phone with a lot of people trying to do something good. I think we're going to find other ways to help out, you know, obviously manpower being there in person. I know I'm going to go try to get up, clear out some trees and clear out debris for some people if I can get up there tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. Obviously, this being recorded Tuesday night, the tornado happened last night. In addition, the Community Fund of Middle Tennessee is the place where you should put all your donations. That's what the mayor came out and said the official fund is. If you want to get involved with your actual person and you don't want to donate money, you want to donate your time and effort, you can go to Hands on Nashville. And then you can go to the Community Fund of Middle Tennessee if you just want to donate some money. But this has hit the whiskey community, the liquor community in Nashville pretty hard. Our hearts are out there 
for all the people in Middle Tennessee that are affected, uh, to, to those people in our whiskey community that are affected. We're here for you. If you know of ways we can help, please reach out to us. We are happy to do so. We love Nashville. We believe in Nashville. And we will get through this just like we got through the flood. So anything we can do, please reach out to us. Anything you want to add to that, Zeke? No. I mean, 48 buildings completely gone. As of right now, I think it's 25 or more that unfortunately lost their life. Our hearts break. Well, you don't think about that kind of stuff in Nashville. I mean, you do. Somebody was saying that to me today. Like, we don't think of tornadoes in Nashville. And I go, well, there was one here, went right through the center of town in 98. There was one in the 70s. I know there have been a couple that have touched down in East Nashville. I know since I've lived here, there have been tornadoes in Murfreesboro and Mount Juliet in Franklin. I remember vividly... I was standing outside my office. There was a, a storm that was coming through, and you could see the churning, and you could see the cloud just start to form and kind of come down, but you could see the rotation happening in the cloud. And then we found out you know, further down in Mount Juliet, it had actually touched down, and the thing went right over my old office. Sheesh. You know, severe weather is not a joke. Make sure that you watch the news, you stay in your safe place, all that stuff during storms. I mean, that stuff happens for a reason. You got to stay in the the most internal room in your house on the lowest floor you can. Our hearts go out to all the people. We're not going to belabor the point, but you know, love Middle Tennessee and, and love Nashville and want to do everything we can. I, this is a very awful switching gears, but today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com, changing the industry standard and how you get your spirits. What they do is they're like the Amazon of the spirits industry. They work with merchants and have an online platform. Those merchants then put their bottles up on that platform. You can search through, peruse, figure out what you want, and get it shipped directly to your door. Obviously, as an online retailer, some bottles are going to be more expensive as they would be in the store because you have access to them and they will ship directly to you. But a lot of the regular bottles that you want to get you might be lazy. You don't want to go out to the store. You don't have time to get to the store. It is convenient, and they will ship it directly to your door. Go to www.cascartel.com. Also, check them out on Instagram. They are always doing awesome giveaways. There is a giveaway right now for Blanton's Gold. So all you have to do is find a post, tag three people. We're going to put a post up for it. They will send you some Blanton's Gold if you win. So check out cascartel.com and cascartel on Instagram. Zeke, on a lighter note, now that we got past all of that, you know we're going to be a whiskey warmer this month, right? You've been telling me this. Are you excited for this? Always. Are you going to be on good behavior? I'm just going to see how many places I can uh, hide pineapples around you. <laughs> You do love the pineapples. Dude. Maybe we should put some pineapples on the set and see what happens. Hey, there you go. Put a couple sitting out there on the, uh, the the tabletop. Just on your side. I don't want pineapples on my side. I don't want to confuse anyone, but I'll put some pineapples on your side and we'll <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, that'll go over wonderfully, I'm sure. <laughs> 
So go to whiskeywarmer.com, get your tickets now, hang out with us. Obviously, we're going to do a little podcasting. We're going to talk to awesome people, but we also want to take some time and shut the recorder off and talk to all of you and drink some pours with you. So we will see you down there at West Haven. I am excited because this year now I live in Franklin. My commute to West Haven is a heck of a lot easier than it was before. I'm really looking forward to the Uber over there this year from from this side of town. (laughs) Yeah, I'll still be footing a good bill there. Oh, well. Well, you can come crash at my house that night if you need to. I'm not spooning you. (laughs) I actually busted out a pour. I went to the store and I got this in honor of you. Oh, wow. I've been eyeing this. It is even Baker apostrophe S. Jim Beam, they already had Baker seven year. And what they did is they kind of repackaged it, put it in a different bottle. It's now more of a squad-ish type well, and it's a single barrel, too, not a small batch. It is a single barrel, not a small batch. So they upped the price a little bit. The age is still at least seven years. The one that we have is eight years, six months. It's 107 proof, 53.5% ABV. All of the Baker single barrels are going to be a minimum of seven years. They also have a 13-year version as well. I always thought that that Baker small batch was a dark horse. So I was very interested to see what your single barrel was like mr baker i'm excited to kind of get into this that was my major point of excitement when they uh you know made the announcement that they were going to the single barrel and these was like oh man if they start doing private picks bakers picked by baker done sold out be a baker's dozen i mean it might not even need a sticker (laughs) (laughs) so we tasted this we tried it i bought it we should put that disclaimer in there what'd you get on this one zeke See, nose-wise, really reminded me of a Heath bar. Simple enough. Palette-wise, continued with on the Heath bar theme, but it literally seemed to have a uh, some candy corn mixed in there with it. Honestly, I'm not a fan of uh, candy corn straight up, but this went well uh, with the, you know, quote-unquote Heath pairing. Uh, beyond that, there were some hints of age at the very back that I just picked on real, you know, I picked up very subtly, but it definitely reminded me of the back end of some of the, uh, you know, more hyper-aged or whatever you want to call it, uh, KC picks, you know, that 12, 13, 14, 15-year range that they just all seem to have a familiarity toward the back end of it that I, I can't really describe other than, yep, it's that same flavor. The 107 proof, I've always thought that was a great spot, at least for Jim Beam whiskey in general. It has a light enough singe to know you're getting something out of it, but it's not overwhelming. Definitely doesn't have the pop that, uh, you know, KC can at 120 proof. And, uh, you know, I even laugh on the uh, the label here as it ends up the little note from uh, Baker just wraps up saying a single barrel bourbon good enough to drink neat. Like to me, that was what I always liked about Baker's, especially getting into whiskey and progressing. I really think Baker's probably one of the first ones I had that I was like, oh, this just doesn't need anything. You put it in the cup and drink it and it gets in the right spots. So I was having a conversation with one of our friends, and I'm going to keep him nameless just because he is in the industry. And we were talking about Blanton's as a single barrel and how it's proofed down, and it's in the 90s. Well, the iteration in the States is, I mean, there are others. There are others, and they're straight from the barrel, but why have a single barrel that you're going to proof down? At that point, why not just make it a small batch and control? And I know it's because you have Blanton's and it's the original single barrel, blah, blah, blah. Why have a Baker single barrel? Why are you moving from a small batch 
And I know it's kind of because it was the hidden gem and, and they wanted to up the price a little bit, make it more prominent. There's a lot more you can do with a single barrel than having that, that blend there. You could do picks, you could do all sorts of other stuff. But why take a single barrel and blend it down to 107 when you can actually make the single barrel barrel strength? Other folks do single barrels and proof them down. And that's the whole concept is what we were kind of challenging. It's like, what is the point if well, you're I mean, going to do a single a, barrel? If it, rather, regardless if it's a, a single barrel or a you know small batch, you take somebody like Sean, for instance. He sits there and proofs down all his releases to a point that he finds has the best profile for what he likes. Or if he likes it at cash strength, he'll leave it there. But he, he plays with it and experiments with it. But that's a blend. That he plays and experiments with the blend to get it to a certain proof. His single barrels, he keeps at whatever proof they came out at. But either way, you're still seeing what differences you pick up in the profile of the whiskey as water is added incrementally. Now, granted, this is always at 107, but I'm just saying, you know, different things are expressed at different proofs. That's known. But we never know that this specific baker's is best at 107. I mean, I would assume that, you know, single barrel had to test better market-wise. I mean, somehow it, it has some draw, because think about it. But you're missing what I'm saying. So it's like if if maybe it's better at 108.3, and, and we've tasted enough whiskey that we know, and there could be a different taste altogether from 107 to 108.6 or 107.5. Well, where I was going with that before you cut me off was well, simply... You, you just weren't listening to what I was saying. Even though it says single barrel, just like Blanton's does, they're both known for having a very consistent profile. So I would assume these barrels are all coming from a very similar spot, just like all the Blanton's comes from the same warehouse that's expected to yield the same flavor at the same age maturity, etc. Even though you put single barrel on there, when a company to me puts out a product like that, they don't expect it to have a ton of variation because if people don't get a consistent product buying the same label, then they don't buy it again. But what's the point of a single barrel then? Well, if you hit rewind, then I said I would assume it probably tested better market-wise and they thought that you know that would appeal to people as another one more reason to buy. But it's still the, the educated person. That's not a single barrel at that point. You're blending to a profile. So what's a... Uh... What's a harder purchase for you? $39.99 or $40? I'm just saying, there's no point in making it a single barrel if you're going to proof it down to 107. And if you're going for a certain profile, just keep it as a small batch. Well, I mean, I hate to burst your bubble, but there's plenty of picks coming out that aren't cash strength in the upcoming year. I totally understand that. Your argument is basically saying you're going to a certain profile. And if you're going for the profile, then you're then taking out the uniqueness of a single barrel. Hence, there's no point in having a single barrel. Just a thought. But I mean, do, you, do you think that when these big you know, million, billion even dollar brands are coming up with these things, they're really analyzing the juice or they're paying a marketing team to test things out and see what's going to sell the best. Bakers I'm, never flew off the shelf. The reason they upgraded, updated, and repackaged it had to be they wanted to see some movement in the line. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying if you think about it logically, it doesn't make sense. And I guess that's whiskey half the time. You're just using the wrong logic. I don't know. Well, like normal, our notes could not be more off. It's because you're not logical. I guess. This is one of those nights in our relationship that we are not seeing eye to eye. You'd be sleeping on the couch. But Perfect. The nose for me was peppermint and beef. 
It was like a beef jerky. I'm not lying. It's what I got. I mean, do you eat your beef jerky with peppermint? I'm just telling you what I got on the nose. It was like a peppermint and then a beef jerky. It is what it is. Maybe you need to go blow your nose. You got any boogers hanging around in there? No boogers hanging around. Picked before we got on. (laughs) Then uh, the taste was a fair amount of heat, pepper, and spice that was on the front that I couldn't get past. And Heat? Really? Yeah, I got some heat. Like, it, it was hot, and I got a chalky mouthfeel. And I even poured another pour just to make sure it wasn't that. This bottle has been open for well over a week at this point, <clears throat> so there's nothing we could say that it was a fresh crack. You gotta start putting some more spices in your life or something, bud. I had Thai for dinner. You know that. Well, that doesn't mean you could have had Thai mild. You could have had Thai native. No, I mean, it was probably more in the middle. If you had Thai native, this recording would take three hours because you'd have to keep running down the stairs. Yeah, I wasn't having Thai native. The the finish, this made me laugh because you haven't used this note in a very long time. But I said this one was named appropriately because it was almost actually a mint on the pillow. So I got a little bit of mint in the aftertaste and it made me think of you. Because that used to be your favorite note. I'm not sure where you're getting that mint, though. I mean, to me, beans always got a fair amount of corn forward. I was expecting the the nuttiness. I was expecting that beam signature flavor, and I didn't get it. I didn't get any of it on this one. Maybe I'm broken. Maybe your you know olfactory senses for beam have expired. You know, maybe I'm out of it today. It's been a long day. Well, you're not normally a big beam guy anyway. I do love some beam. I love Booker's. I, I love Knob Creek. I do love the white. The white. I didn't label. say you didn't like it. I just said I don't see it as your, you know, an often poor for you. Whereas more times than not, my, you know, daily drinker that's sitting down on the floor is, you know, a big bottle of white label Beam. See, the problem was that I drank so much Beam in college that once I was able to kind of expand out a little bit more. I mean, my first memory of walking up Rupp Arena, I had two beams taped to the inside of my leg first kentucky derby i ever went to i had two white label beams taped to the inside of my leg so that means you can't drink it now no i can drink it now i just you know well, i'm trying to see where you're going at this point i typically tried to have a lot of beam and it almost sounds like a, a bad flashback it's not a bad flashback it's one of those places that it's very much like home but i can't go there too much because i kind of you know went off grew up And every once in a while, it's nice to go back to home, but you can only spend like two to three days there. Plus, I think there's other really good stuff the Beam has done outside of that white label that I really like going to. I love that double oaked. I loved the distiller's cut. I loved the repeal batch. I think they do a lot of other stuff outside the box that I don't like pigeonholing them to the white label. If you say so. My only uh, dig on this is uh, you know, whenever you guys are in the store and you see these new bottles rolling out on the shelves, the lid or cap, whatever you want to call it, it's a letdown. I mean, it, it looks nice, but if you actually, you know, take it off or go to hold one of these things, I mean, I was expecting something, you know, pewter, something relatively heavy. Like, you know, I get mad at John. I could chunk this thing in like a discus and clock him. And no. I, didn't think, I didn't think it would hurt. This would feel like you were just patting me on the back. Oh, it's, I mean, it's like plastic almost or something. I don't know. I mean, Is it aluminum? I don't know. Bite into it. See if it'll bend. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, it's totally aluminum. It's like, it feels like they just wrapped up some tinfoil. Or, you know what this is? I feel like we should cut into it. This is wood that I think was painted silver. You serious? 
feel it as I'm feeling it a little bit more. It's either aluminum or it's wood that was painted silver. And I think with all the stuff on the top and this, even this little etching on the side that makes it supposed to look like a clasp or hasp or whatever you want to call it. it, might just be solid wood in there within this, you know, aluminum cover on it. But I mean, it looks like, especially after some of those turkeys that have come out recently, some of the, uh, you know, whistle pigs and other, other labels, have, you know, I can't think of them all right now, but some folks have put out some pretty, you know, good looking tops that i mean it's just the top at the end of the day but at least when you uncork your bourbon you feel good like oh man <laughs> this thing's packing some weight baby Woo. maybe they're using those space metals really durable but light as hell there's something about it that's for sure so what's your final verdict on this one i enjoy the pour i really wish they hadn't gone up on the price i felt like where baker's was at you know 45 to 49 was still towards the upper end uh, and, and i was kind of you know justified that to myself just because you never really saw a ton of movement on it um, and i'd grab one every now and then to drink but i feel like with this you know n- new price point going up it's just gonna like why waste all the time energy and, and money in creating this whole new label packaging etc when at the end of the day you're still putting out the same juice i mean i get they did the same shit with bookers so not the first time we've seen it probably won't be the last just kind of is what it is. I will say, kind of back to your point of um, on the single barrel thing. Well, I was getting past it. Well, no, so another aspect here. Think about it. Does, does Blanton's, I mean, yeah, they put the number on it and whatever, but they don't necessarily on the package and make a big to-do about what barrel it was. So if somebody was trying to chase down because they got in a great single barrel, they could find it again, you know. Same thing here. I mean, it's on the neck label in relatively small font, and just says serial number, which is what I assume the barrel number was, warehouse and proof. The serial number, they don't even like point out, hey, this is the barrel this juice came from. So if you think it's amazing, go ch- try to hunt down some more of these. That's why I stick with my theory of they're still going for consistency here and a, a consistent product. I guess I'm just bitter because I really like that blend at 49. And maybe I'm being overly harsh. I did really get those notes, though. I went into it with an open mind. This one's a bar at best for me. I love the new bottle. That's the thing. It's like the packaging. I think they did a killer upgrade on the packaging compared to that old wine bottle shape. And See, I liked it. I like the wine with the wax. Oh, I, I like this setup. I feel like the top, it was just kind of a mediocre move you know the the top it it looks really pretty from far away it's like a monet painting looks really good from far away and then you get all close up to it and it looks all shitty like that's kind of uh how i feel about this is that from far away that bottle looks classy it looks like it got an upgrade and then i taste it and i'm like man peppermint and beef jerky don't really go together yeah i've never seen that flavor from jack links and i realized that's a single barrel you know, you could have variation from one to another, so I don't want to be too critical in that regard. I think at the end of the day, for me, I was just expecting a little bit more of the bean profile, which you got, and I didn't get. Maybe I'm having an off night. Maybe I'm just not myself today. I don't know, but I just did not click with this one. It, I wouldn't have swiped right on Tinder. Do you, need, do you need a Snickers? I probably do, but why wait? <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm at bars on this as well i mean good juice but the new price point it, it was just a turn off for me um uh, especially when kind of tongue-in-cheeky beams 
putting out plenty of other good juice, similar proofs, and half the price. So why should I buy it as a consumer? I can get my Jim Beam fix rather easily and, and get different expressions of it in different products. And if you're going to do a single barrel, why don't you just do a Knob Creek at the same price? Know that you're going to get something that's 12, 13 years old. It's going to be up at cast strength. It's kind of more where you want it. And the fact that your own namesake bourbon has you kind of bar at best, that makes me cry a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if they ever open it up to picks, I'll, I'll suck it up. But I want to let you know that all of our glassware is provided by distilleryproducts.com. Go see Janie. Go see Vicky. Go see Carson. They have the best laser etched glassware at the best prices in North America. And this is all wholesale stuff. So you need a whole case of Glencairns, you need them etched, you have an event coming up, or you have a whiskey club, you have a store, reach out to distilleryproducts.com. If you want me to get you in touch with them, I'm fine to do that. Send me a message and I will hook you up with the good folks there. They have Glens, they have Wee Glencairns, they have the Tua, they have a rocks glass. They have the neat glass. They have the tipsy rocks glass. Say that five times fast. They have flask decanters, whatever it is. Does it get you tipsy? I mean, yeah, but every single one of those glasses could. If you want some laser etch glassware, you want some laser etch flasks or, or decanters, reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with them. They are great people. I challenge you to do something, Zeke. Go to any distillery in town. Go to your local distillery and say, hey, where do you get your glassware? I bet you they say distilleryproducts.com. Well, we'll try it sometime. I'm not accepting any bet without knowing what's at stake. I will think about it. I mean, let's just be honest here. Go ahead and see us later on this month at Whiskey Warmer in Franklin, Tennessee at the West Haven Residence Club. They do it in the parking lot there. Oh, you should uh, break out, you know, now that you've got that new fancy rec tech. Yeah. You should see if you can come up with, you know, some peppermint beef jerky on it. I could. Or I could, you know, kind of wheel in the grill behind us. We could be podcasting, grilling at the same time. No, I don't want to catch anything on fire. Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcasts. Please leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. You know, we live in Nashville. A lot of bands in downtown Nashville ask for tips when they're playing. We ask for a review. That's the way to tip the band. So go ahead and do that for us. It really helps. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Our booze is acceptable for tips, too. Booze is acceptable for tips. We do enjoy that. Other than that, they can find us in good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao. Ciao.